So, have you guys ever screwed up at work so bad that it's like, you, you screw up to a point where it's just funny? It's like, you just give her 100%. It's like, at the point, it's like, well, if you're going to screw up, might as well do it 100%. No. In fact, I had an interview the other week where they asked me, what is a mistake you've made at work? And my and how did you fix it? And my answer was literally, I didn't make one that's worth noting. And that was really arrogant, but it was also true. So Wow, this is arrogant here. I don't make mistakes. I'm I actually perfect. agree with that because I think for mine, when that was asked, I was like, I think a flaw of mine is that I work too hard. And they're like, oh, really, man. like... Whatever. It, that's like always a thing. It's a testament to how easy the job is, but Pam's <laughs> clearly wasn't. I don't think I've ever made a mistake that bad. I've, it's always like those small mistakes. It's like my bad, See, quick fix, you know. This was a. I screwed up so monumentally bad, and but it wasn't even my fault that I screwed up this bad. It was solely a freak accident that happened. So for our listeners who don't follow me on Instagram, and you should, but anyways, I was going to meet my coworker to pick up a brain sample yesterday, and I was down some back road, and I didn't see a piece of wood sitting in the middle of the road, and I guess I hit it with, well, I know I hit it with my truck, because I must have hit it with the back tire on the, on the driver's side. It shot it with such force, it embedded it five inches into the sidewall of my passenger side back tire. Like once we got the tire off, I could pick this thing up by the chunk of wood and it did not move. And that was the full tire coming off the ground. Awesome. <laughs> well done. So well done. And that's why I say, if you're gonna screw it, screw up, just give her and go 100%. Do it to the point where you get a story out of it. Yeah. Nope. I, I, I well, don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, about and that. you want to know what the crowning moment on that was? So we have to call a roadside assistance company because we're technically not supposed to change a tire by ourselves. So after spending 45 minutes on the phone with this company and them not knowing where I was because they're based out of oh. Ottawa and I'm in northern Saskatchewan and they're telling me I'm on grid road 686 when I'm on rural road 3122, which is 10 miles west. Nice. The tow truck driver calls me and tells me we have to get the tire down, make sure the tire comes down from underneath the truck. So my coworker and I are out there, crank it down. So I call him back, say, yeah, we can get the tire down. How long till you're here? Oh, do you think you guys can just go ahead and change it yourself? <laughs> I, what? Nice. I respect that. Nice. I respect that. I subscribe to this man. Yeah. I subscribe we to this you man. Because we that. are legally not allowed to change it ourselves. But if you're going to say that, don't bother coming. We've got it covered. And we have to know, change I... the tire by ourselves. Nice. I, I, yes. I'll just, I'll just uh, to add how fast my tire went flat in the time it took me to open my door grab my cell phone and walk back to the other side of the truck in two minutes that tire went from being fully inflated to 13 percent pressure nice well done. so what you're saying is you couldn't make it to america with a truck like that yeah <laughs> i ain't coming to america anytime soon <laughs> all right whatever oh whatever. my goodness it whatever yeah did you have a spare tire i'm just asking you you did i mean around my middle yes but under the truck as well i was running three winter <laughs> tires and a summer tire <laughs> this Jeez. movie is a spare tire it's less useful than that. it's not even as useful as a spare tire this movie was no this movie is the busted tire it's garbage this it's, isn't even a spare tire wait, wait, this is wait, a this donut movie? Yes, the donut. That, that's a saver tire. That <laughs> no, you always see no. those like three full size tires that tiny little tires spinning around. No, not even a spare tire. It's a donut, and inside that donut, there's another donut hole, and we're gonna just go Is down. Is that a donut, donut hole? Yeah. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start this show. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you.
You must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Now, you will be king. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakim, it appears you have a son. He must be found. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Come on! I'm back! Say it again! It is so good to see you. Well, I be damned. Look who done come up in here. Hey, it's Kunta Kinte and Ebola. Famine and blood diamonds. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much oh, now. You stepped over the line now. We won't be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. So what you doing back here, Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> I'm back. Welcome to a Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Swanka. Michael Nafakshinov. And Pam Hinchark. So Pam's story about messing up at work, you know, we kind of have the question if Eddie Murphy messed up at work. We don't know. And if he did mess up at work, oh, did he? he? <laughs> and if he did mess up Would at work, be... he, just, he just, he went for it. <laughs> Would we be able to distinguish a mistake from a proper execution? <laughs> did did he mess up at work? Because this he? was went straight to Amazon Prime. He already made his money. That's true. Oh, this uh, is yeah. true. This is true. <laughs> I'm just they, saying. They knew they were making garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's this is an interesting type of garbage this week. It is. It, it's it's legitimately it's... weird. And before we get into that, Sam, do the spiel where you tell us about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. before we start talking, on before we this... jump in, before we're trash pandas. <laughs> on yeah. this episode of the Northern Critic Podcast, we are reviewing the 2021 American comedy film "Coming to America." So that's a pun in of itself, too. So coming, and then the two is the number two. Um, for those people who don't know. <laughs> um, the film serves as a sequel to the 1988 film Coming to America, but two with a T-O. See what they did there? Star <laughs> Starring Eddie Murphy. The film is directed by Craig Brewer from a screenplay by Kenya Barris. Um, the, actually, if it's a Kenya Barris screenplay, screenplay, that makes so much sense now that I'm thinking wait, about it. Wait, wait, it's Kenya Barris? It's Kenya Barris. It makes so much sense now. It makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. Yes. It, it makes, actually does. It makes madding, it does. madding sense right now. Uh, <laughs> I want some context for us that don't get it. <laughs> okay, so, wait, context, quick context, quick context. <laughs> uh, Kenya Barris is the guy who did Blackish, Grownish, yeah. Grownish, and Black AF. Yes. All those shows are the same show. Have something in common. Oh, they're all the same show. <laughs> Some okay. are alright, some are not good, some are pretty decent, and some make you question whether he's black or not. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> Kenya, Kenya Barris is very, he's like the anti-Tyler Perry. You know how all the black people are behind Tyler Perry, no matter how good or bad the movie is? Kenya Barris is always the yeah, object yeah. of scrutiny. He's the direct opposite of that. It's like... <laughs> We're going to look for That's everything funny. we can to just make his movies just unaccredited. Um, so. I mean, like, is, what does the one from Blackish, like, oh, that show you make for suburban white moms? Yes, because it was definitely made for suburban white moms to kind of understand what being black is about, which it, it wasn't. Um, so. <laughs> which is so anyway. what Coming to America kind of did with the whole 
Zamunda being what, I guess, an exaggerated, ignorant, I guess, view of an African kingdom would be. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, the movie stars, you know, come back actors like Arsenio Hall. Um, Kiki Lane is in uh, Sherry Headley. Um, James Earl Jones as well. But it does have new faces like Tiana Taylor, who was absolutely gorgeous in this film. Uh, Kiki Lane, who was even Which more gorgeous was... in this film. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Who were the, who did they play? Sorry. Tiana Taylor was the um the the exotic wife uh, the exotic wife, yeah, Wesley Snipes' daughter. The exotic betrothed betrothed if that when they had the then, dance number and they were singing to each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Kiki Lane is uh Prince Akeem's daughter, so the sister of the prince, essentially. The one the who oldest was actually, daughter? yeah, the yeah. oldest daughter. That's Kiki Lane, and a lot of you. Yeah, would I, remember I honestly her like from saw Old her, Guard. and I was like, she, was she is Guard. so pretty. Mm-hmm. She was an old guard. She was. She, she was did a better job in this than in Old Guard. Because <laughs> <She did> not... <laughs> uh, I like her as an actress, though, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, but I, yes. I like her too. I mean, that's not that's not the only thing I like, but like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it does star Leslie Jones as well. I saw, I saw that nose ring, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, let there's Leslie Jones as well, who literally plays Leslie Jones. Like, there's is it, I feel like Leslie Jones and Kevin Hart are very similar, where they just play themselves instead of a character, uh, or they play their character at the very least. Yes. <laughs> so, so very similar to that too. Um, the rights were sold to Amazon because of COVID. So if not for COVID, it would have just released in theaters like a regular film. Um, which would have been a travesty. Yeah. And then... Not um, complete opposite. I think this movie would have made bank. No, correct. I so? know it would have made... Well, because a lot of people would have... Because of the first one. Yeah. yeah. I was saying, we'll it, it would be everyone who grew up with the first movie going yeah, to see it. Exactly. Which, it would make a lot of money. Definitely. Um, this one probably still did make a lot, to be honest, as well. Um... But yeah, it received mixed reviews from critics, uh, just in general anyways. So the plot for people listening into this episode, it is the 30th anniversary of Prince Akim's wedding to Lisa McDowell. So they've been married 30 years. Prince Akim of Zamunda is summoned before his yes. dying father, <laughs> King Jaffe Joffer. <laughs> and Jaffe and his shaman, who is new, we never saw that shaman in the first movie, um, revealed to... Akeem that he has sired a son he had sired a son rather um, when uh, during his original visit to Queens in the first film Um, how they do basically sum up the fact that this happened in the first movie without us knowing as viewers is that it was Semi's fault Um, (laughs) I mean I said it was Semi's fault let's not let's not be around the bush (laughs) he got raped yes yes, he did get raped (laughs) Uh, but also he remembered everything in it was it was weird it was a weird sequence of events. Um, Yo, PTSD would do that to you. But it's like, it was, did this happen to me? I don't remember. It was so you weird. I was gonna say it's like that thing where you get that can't happen to me. <laughs> it's where you get it's kind of thing where you get so drunk that you don't remember things until like months later, years later, and you're kind of just like. Oh crap! Did I do months, that? years, Pam, Pam, how drunk do you get? Months, <laughs> <Cassie> years <laughs> later. <laughs> um, so basically, some help. Akeem's new son is called Lavelle, and Lavelle is a is at first highly relu- highly reluctant to place himself in danger, um, you know, and kind of like escape his box. But eventually, once like once he actually finds out it's not a Nigerian prince scam, apparently, he's all for it and <laughs> just on a whim decides to go back because there's nothing for him in America. Um, and yeah, this is where this movie kicks off. Um, on the other hand, actually, I should mention the uh, rejected, I guess, fiance from the first movie is also suffering from some sort of mental illness from being rejected i'm not sure how they were supposed to explain that she still 
barking from when he commanded her to bark since 1988, apparently. Um, which that Plus joke, I don't know. What a good king told you to do. That joke didn't that was definitely fly so a questionable well for me. joke. Yeah, I was kind of like, ah, okay. But <laughs> like, there was no humor there. It no. was just weird. Yeah. No. Um, but then, you know, they want to fix this now with having Akeem's son marry, uh, I guess, Wesley Snipes's daughter to make up for that failed marriage in the first movie. So that's kind of like the premise of this, to be honest. That's where it starts. Right. Opinion yeah. times. I want to go first. <laughs> Because I feel like I have the least aggressive. Listen, this is in a while since I've seen Uchi even like bouncy level happy, or is it <laughs> He's ready like, to go? Or is he like three yeah, because I know it's gonna be a dumpster fire. Everyone's gonna trash on this movie, and I'm not gonna be the bad guy for once. <laughs> Let's all be raccoons and jump into this dumpster. Let's go. All right, I'll go first. This movie is actually really bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> But it's kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's still bad, but it's kind of entertaining, which is weird. Like, I laughed watching this movie. I'm not going to lie, I laughed. But I accept this was a really bad movie. It's kind of like that sequel that doesn't need to exist. Gotta have that Wesley <laughs> you know Snipe I mean? walk, you know? Yeah. yeah the Wesley Snipes, every single scene Wesley Snipes is in, he steals it. <laughs> Like he comes in dancing, I'm like, I don't know why you're like, dancing. What is wrong with you? Just, but it's fun. I cannot see unsee Wesley Snipes. Like for me, Wesley Snipes has always been from Blade. Oh my goodness! And then this, and this, and he's just doing this weird he, dance. He killed it. Funny. He killed it. But on the real though, this is a really pointless and needed sequel. Yeah, like it's it didn't it's money grab and um okay i remember i described this once the it's like the power rangers movie mm-hmm. if you watched coming to america as a kid or you've seen the original coming to america movie and you liked it you're, you you're probably gonna like this movie mm-hmm. but you're gonna kind of like it off this nostalgia kind of feeling Right, which I I hate saying that because I'm also one of those people who's like I hate the idea of nostalgia. It's just a cheap trick to play off people's emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of played off all the feel because I was entertained, but this movie is really bad. <laughs> like the plot is it's okay, the plot's not an incentive to go, but it's kind of just like okay, I guess. The characters it's the plot are of a comedy movie, right? It's meant to be out yeah. there. It's really out there. Yeah, and. That's where I'm kind of like debating. Like this movie had the chance to do something, I don't know, really good, right? But instead, you have a the movie essentially slighting and backhanding every single female character in this movie. The the king's daughter, uh, Kiki Wayne's character. The only reason she becomes the next queen of Zamunda is because the guy that wanted. Right, because the son is a failure. It's, quote unquote, the son's a failure. Like, he's like, no, this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. You've got this half baked in love plot between the son and the hairdresser from South Africa, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, eh, like I, I, I guess I can't see the chemistry, but I kind of felt like, and these guys are in love now. I'm like, cool, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Leslie Jones playing essentially Leslie Jones. You've got them pretty much uh, not questioning this idea of like rape coach and just playing it off as a joke because what actually did happen to him in New York was kind of messed up, you know? And I don't know, man. It's it's not a good movie. I found it entertaining to watch, but I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> uh I, I was going to play off of what Uchi... I agree with everything Uchi said. But I also really, really enjoyed the banter between Arsenio Hall and the uncle. That that was the that was the spotlight yeah. for me. Because oh, when, Arsenio Hall and Tracy Morgan. Yes, because when he went, you look like a slave from the future. I was like, oh my goodness, what? 
<laughs> what does a slave from the future look like? Like I, I was that's like, like one of the two jokes in this movie that got a chuckle out of yeah. me. <laughs> Moments like that, where I'm like, okay, who comes up with this stuff? Arsenio yeah. Hall is decked out in his Zamunda attire, and he just goes, "You look like a slave from the future." I was like, "What? What the hell is this?" <laughs> so that was funny. Can I also? Can I just bring this back up in my initial thought? No, mm-hmm. I say it afterwards. I'll say it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Just do it for quickly. I did like yeah, that. Like after um, things on I liked the cameo of um, of uh, oh my goodness, son of Patricia. Patricia. Um, <laughs> oh, Trevor Noah. I liked Trevor Noah's cameo. It was it was fantastic in my opinion. And then obviously Tracy Morgan and Arsenio Hall fighting each other over the news. That was very African politician like. It was very spot on. I think the problem is this is like. This is like the the cameo of the movie. That like all your favorite characters making random cameos. That like you had Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got like all the African things doing like African parts, and you're like, I get this. This is what I like. But yeah. you're like, it's still not a good movie. It's no, like, it's sorry, not. It's, it's not a good. It's not a good movie. But I, I was still entertained because it was just for entertainment get, value. It was it was good. <laughs> I get the impression. That it's kind of doing the nostalgia trick, but with African culture, right? It's mm-hmm. going like, hey, look at this, and trying to earn brownie points that way. Is that right. sort of, am I reading this correctly? Kind of. Because that, that's just... In- yeah, sort of. Kind not of, even, yeah. Not even African culture, more like coming to, the first coming to America mixed in with like just a, the right amount of like general African culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Because like everyone knows what an African dictator is. Everyone knows what a child soldier is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Take the most stereotypical, what a most stereotypical white person thinks of the stereotypical African. Which is Kenya. That's why I say Kenya, get. you see Kenya Barris in yeah. the writing because of that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that mm-hmm. Kenya Barris wrote this. Um but yeah no it it was so that that's that this was the only redeeming quality in my opinion of this film it was literally arsenio hall tracy morgan and trevor noah that was that was that whole montage was what entertained me the most in this film um everything else eh kind of paled in comparison i did oh i actually i also did laugh at the way um James Earl Jones's character Jaffe Joffre died because he 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 saw that's everyone so kind of praising him and he's just like now I will die and he just dies and it's like I was like that's a pretty badass way to go you know so, <laughs> so, I'm gonna attend my funeral yeah it was it was crazy so I thought that was great too overall it's not a great movie but. If you're seeing it just because, you know, it's something you can get drunk to with your friends, laugh at. You appreciate it more if you are if you are a black person, that's for certain. Um, and you're familiar with the previous movie and a lot of, like I said, the Arsenio Hall, Tracy Morgan, that was like, that's literally every African politician, like, debate. Like, they, they literally look yeah. like they're about to rip each other apart. Um, so that was funny. See, that, that's that, kind of something that... That was something that sort of was lost on me, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's like I get that they're kind of doing a caricature, but I, I never sort of had that exposure right. to see the humor in the situation, mm-hmm. right? So that's right. kind of where I, I, I was going at. I need to send you the video point. of the Nigerian Parliament Royal Rumble because you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you have not seen politicians just like go flying off the table with like elbow locks and just it, it's. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, the House of Assembly turned into WrestleMania. It was great. Um, so awesome. <laughs> I think we need to have that happen in the American Senate. All those dusty old eighty-year-olds can uh, break a couple yeah, hips and yeah. make some room for new blood. I'll I'll pay to see AOC fights. Uh, I want to I want to see Nancy name? Pelosi suplex Mitch McConnell yes. and break her own back in the process. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let's go, Mitch. Let's go. They're both just crippled on the floor. It's like, okay, good. Two birds with stone. Next. Oh my goodness. It was I mean, we got close to it with the Biden and like 
uh, and Trump debate. We're we're pretty close to it there, but it just you know oh, they they maintained decorum after a while. I mean, one person did, but you know it was. I, I enjoyed that part. It was pretty good for this movie. Um, the story in of itself, I wanted the story to be good, but as we just found out, it was Kenya Barris, so now everything makes sense. Um, do you, if I knew it was Kenya Barris going into this, then I would have known beforehand not to expect a lot. Um, because oh, wow. I've seen I've seen Black <laughs> AF. expectations. Yeah, I've seen Black AF. It was funny, but I don't like it. Didn't make an impression on me because it was still more like this is a black family. Yeah, but I didn't it, find Black AF funny. I don't know. It just it felt like this. This is a black family visually, but they're not acting like a like. They just but, didn't feel like a black. They're not a black family. family. Yeah, they're, they they weren't. So it was. Yeah, I don't know. It it was just weird. It it was just I don't know. Like if if you're a black family and you're questioning if your kids are black, like if if like did I raise my kids to be black or whatever, then you're you're not a black family. Like that's just you're, you're not. Um, but anyways, that's just me. Uh, it was a five out of ten plot wise, for entertainment value and nostalgia. I'll give it like a six point five to seven out of ten. So if you're gonna watch this. Just know this is something you should probably watch with friends. Watch this, and just, yeah. You watch this with friends, you watch it with family, then watch the original movie. Yes, you exactly. get drunk. Mm-hmm. Except for if you're under the age of 18, then you sip your little like orange juice, apple juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no. And then, then you look like a slave from the future. Not spiked. So, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So now we turn it over to the white people. No pressure. <laughs> We're judging you so much. I welcome your judgment hey, judge and Michael, your hatred 100%. because this movie made me feel nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, when I go in to watch a comedy, I kind of have a, de- a tampered set of expectations, right? Like, I'm not expecting anything to make sense. <clears throat> I expect the situations to be outlandish, and I expect them to be there exclusively for the joke. And that's fine. And if the humor isn't there, I'm just kind of sitting in front of my screen going... come on make me laugh here i'm waiting (laughs) and i spent two hours in that emotional state and now i'm here and that's it i i have no words because i did not experience anything but boredom the entire Mm -hmm. time i you got two chuckles out of me slave from the future kind of a giggle and the other one was when he like kicks the guy while he's down and then spits on him because that's just I, because that caught me a little off guard that's it those are the two times i laughed um i you guys were praising wesley snipes's character i was like i see how people could find this funny mm-hmm. but it just didn't do it for me for some reason right like it was a little bit too on the nose right i guess i kind of like my that's a, actually that's a lot. That's the problem with this movie is a lot of the humor was like very in your face about it. It was very explicit, and I don't know how to say this without saying pretentious. But I kind of like it when the joke is a little bit more tongue in cheek. Like mm-hmm. you, the, the humor is like one layer buried, and you kind of have to dig for it. Right? They're right. not explicit about the joke, mm-hmm. and obviously that works for different styles. And I'm just not a fan of the interface stuff, and this movie was full of it, and as such, I did not enjoy the humor in this movie. And that's, it's a comedy, ostensibly, and I didn't find it funny, therefore the movie failed my eyes, and that's all there is to it. That's that's fair. All the, I, yeah. I respect that. Because... It's like all the performances were sort of fine for a comedy, mm-hmm. but it's just the whole thing hinges on the content mm-hmm. that's being delivered, and obviously I'm not the target demographic. I haven't seen the original movie, I'm a white dude, and I'm a Grinch. So, <laughs> I should also mention, too, just to come back to my part before Pam goes, I also feel like they ruined Prince Akeem for me. Like, his character just... Because he wasn't the same Prince Akeem that we left the first one with. So in this one... Well, he I mean, just 30 kinda... years has passed, right? Yeah, but, like, there's just some aspects of him that you would expect shouldn't change, you know? like. Shall we revisit think, like... this conversation in 30 years from now? See how much Sam has changed. I don't know. I don't know. Sam's not being a Jane dead. I don't know. It's just me being like, well, because like in the first one, he was very like, he like he never cared about what people like thought about him. He never like he did what he had to do type of thing. And this movie made reference to that, where it's like he used to be like this. Now he's not like this anymore. 
but it's kind of like but he like that's he married his wife because he was like that you know what i mean like because he was like no one could tell him what to do like even semi would try to talk him out of doing things and he'd be like no i shall do this you know but now yeah but now he's just kind of like just trying to pander to everyone and I was like, this isn't a key, yeah. but I don't know. This I could key. I could see how you would see that's a deviation from the character. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, did not watch the original, had no context, did not care mm-hmm. in the slightest. I don't even remember. I remember. I don't remember the names. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that that's the worst. Like, this movie isn't bad. This movie is the static. Yeah. On the rating list, mm-hmm. this for me, this movie is number one. Just white noise mm-hmm. and. I can't really trash it because I don't. I'm not passionate enough about it to trash it. Right. So. Pam. Pam, go for it. First off, I just want to ask Michael a question. Are you wearing another Tentry shirt? Yeah, I have like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a bundle of them. Okay, leave me alone. Pam, don't can you stop? St- Pam, can you stop staring at Michael's chest? Quit, quit staring stop at my man titties. Stop being thirsty. <laughs> what? You, you, Get, you can't see me jiggling busy. my pecs on camera. Stop objectifying the male co-host of the show. Stop objectifying Michael. (laughs) He's a human being. Oh my goodness! I don't need you to objectify me. (laughs) Like you think? You think? I'm sorry, Pam. You think you objectifying me is gonna make me feel good? Please, (laughs) please. (laughs) Uchi can't feel good about himself. He's beyond that. That's ass. (laughs) Please. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's the that's the sass of a man who always has his curtains open because he knows there's people staring across the street. <laughs> yeah, is he like Wesley? I described like Wesley Snipes, the most well endowed man in Winnipeg. <laughs> that's why I heard apparently <laughs> most well endowed man in Winnipeg. Oh my goodness! I can't. Oh yes, Pam. <laughs> So, let me just put my little bandit's mask on here and turn into a little trash pan. Oh, boy. This trash can. So, I grew up watching the original Coming to America. I remember being five years old and my dad being like, come watch this movie with me. And like sitting with my dad at the first Coming to America. And this movie totally plays on the nostalgia factor of that. I mean... This movie is so bad, it's good. It's it's bad, but good kind of thing. It, it's, it's that territory. That <laughs> it's done the loop. Where if this was the 1980, early 1980s, this would be on a B-level drive-in movie screen. Um, first off, I just want to say, all the black women look fabulous in this. They're all so beautiful. Um, Did you see Kiki Lanes? Oh I know. God. Like I like saw her with her too. She was like, "Oh my god, she's beautiful." Okay, but Kiki um, Lane has always been stunning, though. Even in old guard, she she bad. has. Yeah, Wait, she's so, stunning. I'm just saying. But my I, god, yeah. I like mean, okay, I'm not wait, wait, I'm sorry. Like sometimes you just look, you're like, "Whoa," you know what I mean? Yeah, like you know, you could see like, like you the, you could see the same one person like a hundred times and be like, oh yeah, they're good looking. And then just one time they just look that much more stunning that it's just like, what? You know what I mean? It's just like- Fair, we, like I can, I can give you an example of what Pamela is talking about. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year and every single time Pam has seen Michael all times, today she's like, wow, Michael's chest. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I'm like, wow, oh. Tentry t-shirt. <laughs> it's that 30 pounds I put on in the past month. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pam, Pam is looking at Michael like, Michael, can you bench press me? <laughs> I probably weigh as much as, as Michael As she holds does. up a can of Mike's. Oh my goodness. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> She holds up a can of mic. She is all over it. That the thirst is real. Oh, apparently. oh man! This <laughs> podcast did not sponsor, but if any alcohol company wants to sponsor us, Uchi and I are gladly accepting sponsorships. Oh yes, <laughs> they could be paid in liquor. Yeah. Yes. Alcoholics. 
We Anyways. can be bought. Anyways, <laughs> also, where yes. was I going with it? <laughs> thought train derailed. Um, acting I thought was really good. Um, 100% nostalgia play. Um, I fully enjoyed after the week, and it is only Tuesday, after the week I have had, this is what I needed to just sit down for an hour and almost two hours. I mean, honestly, the movie could have been an hour and a half, and I think it would have been better. I think it was getting a little long by the time everything was said and done. Um, but to sit down and watch it, just turn my brain off and enjoy it was really nice. Um, and I mean, I was half hour late to the podcast because we all forgot there's now a time change between me and the rest of you. So that didn't help. But overall, yeah, I, I, I like this movie, but is this movie a dumpster? 100%. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the care. I enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed the nostalgia, but it played on a lot of those like tropes and that nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyone else have anything to comment? Because I, I've got. Nothing. Are we all out? <laughs> I'm out. Okay. Like, well, okay. I, so I want to bring this yeah. up because like both Mike, Mike hasn't seen, but Pam, Sam. Mm-hmm. Where's Patrice? Yeah, that's. I was. I was. That was a genuine yeah. question. What happened where's, to Patrice? Where's Patrice? Also, what happened where to Daryl? Michael? What about Daryl? No, it wasn't Daryl there. No, no, Daryl's. Daryl's. Mm, I don't we think don't, so. We don't care about Daryl. What happened to Soul Glow? <laughs> Soul Glow, yeah. Who, took, Michael? who took over Soul Glow? Oh my God, Soul Glow! <laughs> Hi. So Patrice was Lisa's sister. The the Queen's Akeem's wife's sister. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And she's just so yeah, not involved <laughs> at all. She's you just not the, in the movie. She's <laughs> not in the movie. You went there when we did this last year, but one of my biggest gripes with the original movie is that is this idea of colorism in the movie because Patrice was the dark skin woman, Lisa's the light skin, skin yeah. and it played play off the idea that the dark that the light skin was the one who's more favorable, more wanted, more educated, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. classy, right? While Patrice yeah. is the whole the, concept of like passing. Yes, passing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And Patrice is like the darker woman, the, yeah. the Jezebel the ra- the ratchet. of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's more right? ratchet or and more, like, more, I don't know, edgy. Yeah. Doesn't it make it kind of ironic that like Kiki Lane's is dark skinned by his daughter, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either. Yeah, that's a, I don't know. Um, so I just want to say something. I'm glad you brought up Soul Glow. Because maybe I'm the only one who remembers this. Uchi, you might remember it. Do you remember Aquanet? Oh, no, I don't. Uh, it was like a hair gel spray kind of thing that was like big in the late 90s and early 2000s. And literally every girl used it. It is basically the equivalent, uh, the female equivalent of Soul Glow. I should point out <laughs> concerning this movie, I just sent Michael something to help him understand what this like what my favorite scene in this movie is based off of when he has time he can check it out um yeah but again with it's hard to say but with um since we're on the topic of soul glow i feel like you can't establish a universe where you know patrice is a thing soul glow is a thing um, they, and, and, they never still, and then they kept John Amos's like McDonald's ripoff stuff. Like all of that was still around. So See, that's that's what I'm getting to. Because like the fact that Lisa went to Zamunda, John Amos's McDowell's is in Zamunda. Yeah. What happens to Patrice? Are they just like yeet her? Yeah, exactly. Then... And I'm a, I I was of the understanding that maybe Patrice would have ended up with Daryl or something. You know, and I was even, even just understanding that Patrice was like part of like the universe or like just someone important because it's not like lisa hated patrice mm-hmm. i don't know yeah um but yeah it is what it is i think this film was just it it, it was just a thing it was just made <laughs> well and the one thing that i kind of noticed was this film and like on the note of patrice i 
Patrice. Oh goodness, Patrice. Patrice. I feel like they kind of created another character similar. Oh, in to her in, in this Jones. with the middle daughter. Like oh, you see. The middle you see the youngest daughter yes see the oldest are but the middle daughter is literally like oh reduce Jesus. her eco footprint and that's it okay i'm sorry but sam wouldn't probably know this but actually no none of you guys would know this i'm the one who has like two siblings i guess so yeah i only have an older sister yeah like the middle child is quote unquote quote the forgotten child <laughs> Unless you are a boy <laughs> between two girls and then you are doted on I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's some white people stuff. That's some, that's some white people stuff. <laughs> I don't that's know. Fair. That's fair. I have fair. a friend who it's is Asian. the middle child between two sisters. And when I met him, I got a text from him saying, I need you to come to Lucky Brand Jeans. I am scared and alone in a change room. I don't know what to do. My mom <laughs> buys me my clothes. And he is 23 at the time. What the fuck? That no. is... He is listening okay, to that's, not that's not normal, though. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's not stupid, man. His mom and his girlfriend would buy his clothes. I don't care. His mom and his girlfriend? Nah, that's not normal. That's a grown man. He He should know better. Yep. If he listens nah, to this I mean, episode, I'm, he's going to know guessing, exactly who the fuck he is. I'm Ooh. guessing... <laughs> wow. He's going to know who he is. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing I'm guessing he had ulterior motives when he said that. Because, like, there's no way. Yeah. There's just... I'm going to pick up girls in a dressing room. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, but, I don't know how people's minds work. I think, true. Honestly, I... This is the same guy who two months later had to pull me out of a dress in a dressing room because I got stuck in it. So it goes either way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I <laughs> wait, wait. I have no words. How did you get stuck in a dress? I have no words. Wait, 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 wait Sam, wait. Sam, 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 wait. How did you get stuck in the dress? I don't How? know. I tried. got stuck on the chest How region. It was too soft. I got it on. And I couldn't get it off. It was like a Chinese finger trap. Exactly. <laughs> cool. I. It happens. I see. I don't Girls know. Girls sometimes experience it, I'm, where I'm, they think I'm, they're I'm, gonna fit into a size, and it turns into fitting a. I'm getting some. Ten pounds of meat and a five pound sausage case. I'm getting some. I walked into work. the door vibes from this. You know, I I just. I couldn't get out of this dress, so I needed his help. You know, that, that doesn't sound That's like anything ha- at all. Wait, wait, wait. That's probably how this movie was made. <laughs> they go too far along. And like, yeah, we can't get out now. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. <laughs> it's we too late now. <laughs> like, oh someone was editing the movie and they was like, okay. wait, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Don't worry. On the note of the me being stuck in the dress, I ordered a dress offline recently. Got it. It was secondhand. Okay. Up my boobs and couldn't get it down anymore, and then had to somehow cut myself out of it. <laughs> I then probably texted my friend Becky, Sam Ushi, you know her, and was like, Hey, do you want a dress? As soon as I repair it, it'll fit you. You want it? And she's like, Yeah, sure, I'll take it. I was like, I, cu- I couldn't get on, get it on, and I got stuck in it. So, this is a reoccurring thing in my life. Maybe stop buying dresses that are too tight. Just yeah, or too. <laughs> I think they're going to fit. <laughs> Women's sizing is so messed up I that guess. you never I know. know. It's, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. dice just, roll every time you buy clothes. Wait, Anyways. Wait. Anyways, just like Hollywood script writing. Let's get back yes. to the It's a dice roll. It's a dice roll. It's a dice roll. Hollywood script writing is really bad. Okay, okay, okay. I know we've said this movie is bad, okay? But I have something to say. Okay? Because okay. I had this, yes. I had this conversation with my cousin today, actually. Do you? I guess Uchi, because you're the only you're, you're the only other black person here. But this question goes out to Mike and Pam as well. Do you guys feel that movies like this are hurting authentic, like just like creatively black stories in Hollywood, just in general? Because like I'm on I'm of the opinion that um, we don't have no. enough of just like non like black films that are. I guess mutually exclusive yeah. from political themes, you know, like what we saw Raya and the Last Dragon last week, I and mean, we talked about me wanting to see an African fantasy because there's so much cool yeah. stuff. We have a trickster spider. We have a giant spider that lives in a tree that literally 
offers you a deal and tricks you. I want to see something like that in a fantasy. I'm sorry. Like, that would be cool. So, so you know, like, it, like see, I, uh, man. Uh, oh, wait, let me go first. Let I, me go first. I don't think this yeah. movie hurts it. Because this movie... This movie doesn't hurt it because this movie is kind of like it's it's this weird cross space because it's, it's it's a sequel to a groundbreaking original movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to Coming to America. That that movie laid down the culture, the foundation, right? Right. So this movie doesn't hurt it, right? I can argue about other movies and other TV, black TV shows that might hurt it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like black. We're trying to fill this space with like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to send me off, bro. <laughs> I don't know why you're sending me off, bro. That Black Lightning TV show, man. Uh, That's your yeah, trigger word. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Michael, you want to hear on-the-nose politics? I mean, Black Lightning but... is a vigilante in a city called Free Land. <laughs> Figures. That's... <laughs> but, okay... <laughs> I know. Let's hmm. get back to this. Um, <laughs> let me get back to my point. <laughs> Which is my point. Look, look, you yeah. just descended into anarchy. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, you know, I feel like these. this so is like, just hurting us in general. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is. Like, look, coming to America holds a special place because it's like, it's such a culture phenomenon. It's a, it's a culture landmark. Mm-hmm. Every, nearly every single black person I know has seen coming to America, mm-hmm. you know, like people have kids now. As soon as they're old enough, they're like, "Yo, we're watching coming to America," so you get the culture, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same idea with like the media movies. Like Sam, you and I agree, the media movies are not good. Yeah, but we but probably kind of still this, like, watch respect. them. Yeah, <laughs> we watch them, and this respect <laughs> with Tyler Perry, where he says these movies are not for kids. Hey, Tyler Perry culture. made a white Instagram model that twerks for a living famous in a media movie. I don't know how he made her career somehow. So yeah, yeah. But like he, he also argues these movies are for the culture, mm-hmm. and you get it. Like when you watch a media movie, you're like okay, this is the black culture. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like. So like See? that's the good thing. Like I get that argument where it's like, what's more important, a black movie or a good black movie, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so, hard to argue about. I'm gonna jump on this and say, if we get the dead don't die as white people, you guys have to deal with coming to America too. <laughs> okay, listen, wait. Here's the thing. Coming to America too is not as it's not as bad as the dead don't die. The dead don't coming die is something America. else. Dead don't die. Listen, <laughs> the dead don't die is something else. You gotta the take the good die. with the bad. <laughs> the dead don't die. My dear's a boo. Oh my goodness. Oh man. But no, legitimately, I honestly, if it isn't like actively malicious, it's fine, That's right? The, the more not, the better. It, it's not like this is a zero sum game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it, it's not so. an actively malicious movie. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie that's mm-hmm. out here hurting you. It's not no. out here hurting black creators. Right. It's just you a know? black creator that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> I no, got it. Sorry. I did drop two censor that. Gotta censor that. But like but that's the thing. Like I'm I'm bashing Kenya has Kenya bears a lot, right? But that episode of Black AF where he's arguing about whether black content should be judged to the same standards and people like it's about people argue at the time it's not is it about the culture or making something good? And the argument was, right now we're trying to get to the same level where we can drop as many movies and series about us mm-hmm. and still be able to critique them, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, like, for every... that, I always remember when he asked his dad if his dad had seen Citizen Kane. And instead of like, Citizen like, Kane, nah. he's like, what is he, a police officer? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, but that's that's but like, like that's the that just showed the gap between white culture and like black culture right there. And this also shows a gap between like some stuff like people don't know, right? Yeah, it's like, which is fair because I, I found myself thinking, huh? Like, could I go to like my parents and talk to them about like um, what's a what's a critically acclaimed white movie that I can think of right now? Um, Let's just say Titanic. Um, Right, yes, okay. No, everyone's seen, okay. no, seen Titanic. Yeah, no, no, I, everyone's, no seen Titanic. everyone's seen it. Ev- no, everyone's seen it, yes. But, like, think about it this way. Imagine going to your African parents and asking them if they, like, sympathize with Titanic or, like, 
Exactly. See, like that's already because you had all of like all of Hollywood be like, oh my god, this is a great romantic story, and most African people are kind of like. Why did they even go on the sh- on the ship? Like, you were like, see, why? It's see, a very why? horrible event. Like, the event itself was horrible, and I right. can sympathize for the event, mm-hmm. but but the actor. Well, just I mean, the I'm movie talking, does I'm, make I'm you cry. I'm about the but, movie itself, yeah. though. I'm like, the event is yeah. a tra- is a tragedy. Like, I'm not taking away from that, but you you get my point, right? Or like, mm. I'm trying to think of a of like a. I'm trying to think of like a, a good a white. Thing. Okay, maybe like the gentleman that we watched. Imagine. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, like imagine having your like. Okay, them is not critical claim, but yeah. Yeah, or um, or or uh, what's it called? The the ooh, other Harry Potter. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a that's perfect actually example. That's a good touchstone. That's a that's a perfect example. Imagine like an af like your African parents watching Harry Potter. They just they just they just wouldn't connect with it. It'd just be like, okay, this mm-hmm. is this is some white people. But they, you know, like this is. Yeah, but it's the same way you can also argue like certain movies or franchises have, like hold special cultural values, not just in the black community, but yes. even subsets of communities, yes. right? Because mm-hmm. I can name two movies that we've probably watched, and like maybe they haven't, like Pam and my girl haven't watched as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can think of like one of the movies is like The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that when yeah. I was about five years old. So. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard in of it. I have sight, not seen it. Yeah, but like you see, what I mean, like that, that movie holds such a special cultural place yeah. in Slumdog like Sub-Saharan Africa. Is well one so like, well, that's, just yeah. educate me on this? What is the consensus on that movie? Because oh, the guys are crazy. Yeah, it's a as a movie. It's it's a great shot movie, and like the story is like pretty good, right? But it holds a lot of very stereotypical and like biased views. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. With it's that. like hmm. it's like Citizen Kane's like, um, Hitchcock's uh, cycle, mm-hmm. right? Like greatly shot movies, but like mm-hmm. what they put out there, the ideas and they put out there in society is actually extremely harmful. I'm gonna be honest. Gotcha. I'm gonna be honest. You guys were aware when I saw Citizen Kane like a couple months ago. It was not as good the second time I watched it. But anyway, yeah, because I, I was, I was like, this isn't actually as good as people make it out. But maybe that's just me. Anyways, yeah, it um, might be a novelty factor, right? It was yeah. done first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Pamela. Can I answer Sam's question or yes. Uchi's question? Whoever asked the question, um, cool. I don't think this movie is necessarily hurting the film, like black film industry at all. I think this these. Like you said, the Medea, like I've seen most of the Medea movies and I like, and these ones. And I think the, those are kind of movies that are more mutually exclusive because we've talked about this on other episodes and on our group chat of how sometimes it's the movies can be dividing, right? So right. like a white audience can't relate to a black based movie and a black based audience can't be, a, oh my goodness, can't relate to a it's, white movie yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas these ones almost make it kind of where everyone can enjoy it to a certain point, mm-hmm. right? Where it's, yeah, so it kind of makes it mutually, more mutually exclusive. And I think, excuse me, with movies like that, it allows for more appreciation for the other genre, like for the other, oh, this is really hard to explain, for whites to appreciate <laughs> black movies. Like, no, not the, like, I've only had one drink. It's the thing <laughs> on the road the last two days. <laughs> I get what you're trying to say. I understand what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. like now everyone can kind of appreciate both sides of the, of right. the film industry. And yes, I think there are a few like stereotypical tropes of what, and maybe installing those ideas. Like, if I was to go to Africa, I'm expecting to see this sort of thing and being like, what? It's not like that. But at the same time, it's a comedy movie, so it's going to be fantasized mm-hmm. a little bit and not realistic. Well, I and think, I think people who yeah. expect movies to be 100% real all the time are honestly joking themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. like, uh, the, uh, again, to come back to what I was kind of comparing it to, right? Like, we saw Raya last week, and, like, it actually hurt mm-hmm. me seeing Raya. Because... Me personally, I liked it. Like it wasn't a great. I gave it like a seven to eight out of ten. But me watching Ryan the Last Dragon was just me kind of being like, 
I want to see something like this, but like drawing well, from African that like brings up, fantasy type stuff. Because we have cool stuff too. That you know, brings it's, up. I don't know. It's just me oh, being exactly. like, I want to see more see, of and that like, brings up of us separated from politics, if that makes sense. But yeah. I don't well, know. See, and that brings up the whole thing. Like we see a lot of like Asian, East Asian, um, legend movies and we see a lot of like scandinavian Mm -hmm. english folk movies but we aren't really seeing any of those eastern european uh folk tale brought to life or african folk tales brought to life or like Like, south american folk tales brought to life you know what i mean like mm -hmm. where it's like you get western europe northern europe and asia and that's That's it yeah it you Mm -hmm. don't really get any other cultures legends being brought to the film it's like, um, what's that movie we did last year? The one of Jamie Foxx. Power? Yeah. It's not like Power, you go, where you have like, it's just, I remember I, I, I called it a quote unquote superhero movie at the time, right? Because it's like superhero powers mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right? But it's kind of like, also, like, you had that fantasy aspect to it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you have this fantasy fantasy world where it's like you want a black director black writers black cast right mm-hmm. and you want it not to be tied into the real world right mm-hmm. and like the weird thing is like i think that one of the biggest problems is that with a lot of movies or like a, i don't say a bigger problem or one of the things is like a lot of this stuff is tied to like our trauma and like what we've gone through and what's continuously changing right mm-hmm. like I, I would honestly slap to watch a movie about like african like folklore history and all that kind yeah, of stuff like right? i want to see a witcher version and like, it, of like an african family like fantasy setting like i want to see i want to see african, african fantasy, fantasy yeah. essentially is what i'm trying to say because I, we I, have I that. am curious yeah. i am curious to see what your thoughts on rage of dragons are if you ever do read it because yeah, i've heard okay. it's really good and it's 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 next on my list to go through so mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. like i think like and we won't want to see that but like it seems like hollywood seems to have this super hard on to watching black trauma and african trauma yeah, right? exactly every single movie seems to have either be about like slavery or like child soldiers or racism, war in africa yeah. mm-hmm. racism right well it's, it's oscar bait we have this yeah. well and it's we have this generational trauma that is going to trigger people and make people mad and like get a reaction out of people let's use it and continue to bring up this generational trauma which people are trying to heal from and move past but let's just keep you know rubbing that salt into the wounds it's It's, really what hollywood's doing it's i don't know i just i'm tired of it i personally would want to see like i said i read up today for our listeners listening into um Go, uh, go look up the African legend Anansi, A N A N S I. It's literally like this again, giant spider that tricks people into doing things. It's so cool, and I'm like that. That literally sounds like something like Geralt of Rivia would fight, or like you know, like it. It just yeah. sounds cool, you know. And it's like I want to see it's something I, interesting, something yeah, different. You know, we have like things that are called lightning birds. That's apparently something to like the Zulu and like Hosa clans as well. Where they believe in this like weird like mystical bird thing that has like lightning powers and i'm like that is cool so i don't know i'm just like we need high fantasy for us too but uh, anyway that's so i'm just hoping movies like this coming to america too doesn't kind of overshadow the fact that we're trying to move on to actually being in a level playing field in the film industry you know i don't my thing is like i don't think coming to america 2 was was a movie that changes that mm-hmm you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, I think that's coming fair. to America that's too. It's, it's like one of those movies that like sits there in that spectrum of like, it's it falls in the same bracket because like of how groundbreaking coming to America one was, right? Right. It's gonna be like this, like this movie that like changes the generation, right? It's mm-hmm. two is gonna do that, right? right? For me, like, for me, the movie in the twenty tens, like. We've just started 2021, right? But the 2010s, like that movie, like that black movie, like everyone's like, yes, this is our movie. It's like Black Panther, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, but like, even then, me, like, I feel like Black Panther was still kind of rooted with elements in the real world. It, it still wasn't. It's still rooted in elements in the real world. Yeah. But like, but like, that's what I get kind of mean, right? This, like, I don't think Coming to America 2 is going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's fair. And like, I think. Like, there's this 
I'm watching movies like so again that shift like Hollywood, not even Hollywood. Just seeing that shift like when more movies are coming out like um, Project Power like, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is it Project Power? Like seeing that one that was pretty good. Like watching this is like him just trying to find his daughter, right? Like that was also good. And like this like sense that maybe maybe like there's gonna be something different. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say it sound really bad, but like I don't. I don't want this high fantasy movie to be done by Disney, right? I mean, it'll be I'm sort of like whitewashed in a, yeah, I guess in that so. sense, right? That's very true. Yeah, That's like very I true. don't want it to be Disney to do it. I want it to be like, like something like from like a black director that cares. I want it to be um, what's the director who did Black Panther and Ryan Creed? Coogler? Yeah, I want Ryan Coogler to be the one who's like pushing this revolution. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kenya Barris can finance the movie. Kenya, Kenya Barris. <laughs> he, he can finance the movie. That's always allowed to touch. Kenya Barris writing high fantasy. I can no, see No, 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 no. No, he can finance the no, movie. No, no, I'm trying to just no imagine. Writing. I'm trying to no imagine what a Kenya Barris high fantasy film would look like, honestly. I'm just trying to imagine it. Could you imagine, like, an orc family worried that their orc kids aren't orc enough? <laughs> That's the whole premise. Sounds like the, yeah. wait, wait. Sounds I like hope... the British royal family. Oh. <laughs> I say, Sam, you're gonna have fun editing out uh, some of the language in this episode. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No. No. British royal family is racist. What? I honestly, I Are honestly. Are we surprised? If if there's a millionaire out there who's just looking to just just has money sitting around that you don't know what you're gonna use it for and you don't care if it's used at all, please give Kenya Barris so he can. Well, yes, but also (laughs) equally give Kenya Barris some money so he can do high fantasy. I'm just curious. I want to see what a Kenya Barris high fantasy would look like. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to see it written by Aaron McGregor. Uh, guy high fantasy by oh okay mm. see high fantasy by him would be interesting it would it might would be slap. it would be good right but like high fantasy with Kenya Barris would just be it, it <laughs> would it would be questionable It'd be strange yeah, it would be questionable <laughs> anyways let's wrap up um coming to America too we're not gonna do a Northern Critic rating for this either um. I'm gonna give it a Northern Critic rating. Yeah, it belongs to Zamunda. <laughs> wherever, it, wherever it is, it's somewhere. Yeah. It's somewhere. <laughs> it's 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 a movie. It was made. It's there. Go see it wait, if wait, wait. you want. Good movie, Wakanda. Bad movie, Zamunda. I'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's the new rating system. <laughs> oh my god! Figure it out. You... Jeez. Have had a rough week, which includes driving a eight-inch wooden stake through your tire sidewall. <laughs> this is the movie you should go watch. Yeah, it's <laughs> so no, your week I don't think many people. <laughs> I don't think many people can relate to that. Oh my goodness! All As right. I, say, I think that, I think that's some redneck stuff going on over there. <laughs> or some vampire hunting gone horribly wrong. Jeez. All right. Well, let's wrap up. That's um. Uh... We wait, will... wait, wait, wait. Okay. So vampire hunting. That's I Saskatchewan the... fantasy. <laughs> I think the only chest that Pam wants to stake is Michael's. Oh my god. No! Are we still doing this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let's wrap this up. My Let's wrap this up. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Thanks for thanks for listening. For wait, those who tuned wait, in. Wait, 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 wait. Michael. Can Pam call you daddy? Oh no, no, <sighs> no! How do I, how do I boot Uchi? No, how do I boot Uchi? <laughs> no, um, I no. dropped him. Wrap up. Okay, yeah, back. Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap up. Before you get get rid of me. <laughs> Let's wrap up, please. Um, yeah. So coming to America too. Go check it out. Uh, what are we re- what are we re- reviewing next week? A movie. It's going to be a filler week before Godzilla. Before, oh uh, yeah, Godzilla oh. versus Kong. I guess we're not Godzilla's doing Snyder Cut. Um, no, uh, we're not. I'm, no. not I'm not doing four hours of my life. I'd rather watch paint dry. All right, cool. Um, I would thanks. rather watch it Coming to America than this. <laughs> the, <laughs> than the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> 
I would rather watch Pam change a tire. Don't that. you want to see Henry Cavill's Latino sister? Or cousin, rather, from no. Krypton? <laughs> I have questions. What's Super... Wait, Supergirl's Latino? Yeah. You didn't but know that? They're aliens. Don't judge. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know that? That's why I said it looks weird. Henry Cavill having a, a Latino sister. Anyways. We haven't had... We haven't done this in a while. Do we have any recommendations this week? Because we haven't done this in we, like a month We and don't half. have time right now for a recommendation. We're well over time. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Job, <laughs> job. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening in, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>